Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Welcome to Zero Today. I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. We are here to promote a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and it is our goal, it is our objective, it is our responsibility every time we get on this air to empower you, our listeners, to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And, you know, we enjoy doing this, and we're glad that you allow us to do this week after week. Uh, Every chance we get, we know that you are helping us help someone else, and we just appreciate that. And we invite you to join us. As always, you're welcome to join us on this eliminating journey. Uh, The primary way to doing that is if you want, you can call the number 347-237-5230. 347-237-5230. That's the number to call if you want to get your voice, your thoughts, your noise, anything live on the air. That's the opportunity to do so. You can also join us in the chat room. The chat room is open right now. Simply go to the uh, the uh, the show page, and you'll see where you can log in to the chat room as a guest or you, you know set up a profile and share your thoughts and insights there. You can shoot me an email, my personal email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Prophesy. Follow us on, uh, on Twitter. We also have the Zero Network page on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page, like it, and uh, catch up on updates that you may have missed from past shows, archive shows, all the way back to from away go. You know, we it's there. And um, you can also... Go to iTunes and download the, the show. If you missed any, you, you'll find that there are some great shows from back in the day. We're, we're excited that we, we've we been able to do this now for four years, and uh, we just thank and praise God for that. We're going to have an interesting show, a two-part show at least. Uh, going to start a two-part series of dialogue, um, a commentary on uh, 
uh, that we're calling Beyond Religion, Eight Paths, Exploring Eight Paths to uh, Alternative Path to the Sacred. Uh, we're drawing most of this content from a book by uh, Dr. David Elkins, uh, one that has impressed largely upon me. And we're going to be discussing that. Um, you know, how can things like your personal narrative or your own mythology or nature or the arts or relationships, community, how, those, how can those things uh, serve as alternate path to the sacred? So we'll be exploring that as we go forward. But as, before we go any further, let us go to the Lord in prayer. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, we thank you for your grace that allowed us to do another opportunity, to have another opportunity to do the show. May peace of your warmth and grace and words be in this broadcast and let everything we say uh, be to the honor of your name, to the of your people. And let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable. We ask you in our name. Amen. Let me lead off this broadcast by um, extending commendations and congratulations to my good friend, uh, Mr. Tony Yarbrough. Uh, Tony Yarbrough is has been elected as the new mayor of the city of Jackson, and I just want to commend him. He was a councilman for... He was the councilman for Ward 6 here in the city of Jackson, and uh, the people thought it not robbery to uh, elect him to the office of mayor. If you're not aware, we had uh, elected the mayor last year in the person of Choque Lumumba, and he was a wonderful man who had done some very progressive things in a very short time. He was only in office for a little over seven months, and... um, he passed away while serving as the mayor, and we had a special election. We had about 14 people running for the office, including <laughs> a pizza man and a pizza delivery guy and a lady who uh, – I don't even know how to describe this lady, wearing somebody. But when she did her interview on, on television, she was wearing uh, a shirt that reflected uh, a, a national holiday for some people, 420. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, there was a runoff election between uh, the late mayor's son, Chokwe Antar Namumba, and Tony Yarber. Uh, and yesterday, Tony was elected uh, as the mayor. Now, here's the good thing about – here's the interesting thing. I won't say necessarily good, but the interesting uh, – uh, Tony is – he's a former school administrator principal. Uh, he's a well-articulate let me stop saying that because it goes back to those days. Oh, he's such an articulate young black man, uh, but um, uh, but he is he he's a well uh, he's well known uh, motivational speaker, but he's also an ordained minister and pastor. So that makes this election kind of interesting because the people of Jackson have elected a pastor to be their mayor. Uh, I, I'm a believer in separation of church and state and. Uh, uh, Mr. Yarbrough has has stated that if he was elected to the office of mayor, that he would you know step away, step aside from his position as pastor of the church. Uh, and he has a wonderful church. I've been there several times, and it, it's a beautiful church, beautiful people. And um, I don't think the church will have a problem uh, continuing uh, functioning without him in a senior pastoral position. 
Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm part of a uh, pastor's coalition here in the city. And while we are, well, while we were attempting to be uh, objective and uh, non-biased, I mean, there were some who were openly endorsing it. I, I did not endorse any candidate. Uh, nobody knew who I was going to be voting for until uh, I voted. But it's going to be interesting because here you have uh, a pastor who is now the mayor of one of the largest metropolitan cities in the South. Um, and the capital city of the state of Mississippi. So it's going to be an interesting uh, next few years. I think he's going to serve out the term. It's three years. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this pastor uh, integrates, you know, his role in mayor. You know how how will he do that? Uh, and you know we're in the South, so uh, apparently the people didn't have a problem. <laughs> electing a pastor. Now, I doubt that would happen too often in the other places. You know, we do have clergy who run for office, and mostly it's, you know, speculative. It's, it, it's symbolic. It, you know, there's no real chance of them winning, but uh, there are some, and I, I think about Reverend Floyd Flake uh, out of New York who ran for Congress. He's an African Methodist. He's AME pastor. And he ran for Congress successfully, and he served uh, some terms in Congress. And, and then after he left, he returned back to pastoring. So it's just going to be interesting to see how this works. Because um, yeah, uh, in, 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 in church, church folk have this idea that, this ideal that um, church folk can do everything better. And I'm, I'm you know, not knocking that, that ideology, the dominion uh ideology or doctrine that some people perpetuate, um, the idea that that just because you're a Christian, you ought to be the top at, at this, and you know, you, you should be a better athlete because you're a Christian, you should be a better president because you're a Christian, you should be a better this, such a, you know, and you know, I think if you're trained enough, well enough, it doesn't matter what your religion is, you know, should, but that's just me, I digress. But anyway, I just want to congratulate him, and um, we will be praying for him as um, as we have been done doing, and we are hoping that you know he will have a successful term at mayor, and, and we extend also commendations to uh, uh, Ant uh, Lumumba uh, Luma Jr., <laughs> who ran a very successful campaign, and um, I think his time will be coming. At another time to serve in greater capacity, but uh, we extend uh, both of those congratulations for for what they have accomplished thus far. So that's the news on this front. As many of you know, Easter has passed. This past Sunday was Easter, and like many churches, my church was packed. <laughs> I had a packed house at my church because, as you know, if most people uh, now CME Christians, they uh, Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter CME, and uh, but I did have some uh, CME come to the church, and it was a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time, but it was also interesting because uh, it was also an unofficial holiday of 420. If you're not familiar with 420. That is the day where uh, those who enjoy the herb of life, 
<laughs> marijuana, reefer, whatever you want to call it, uh, cannabis, all of that. Uh, people were, uh, while some were at church lifting up Jesus, others was outside lighting it up. Uh, so it was an interesting dichotomy today. And my sermon, uh, I intentionally integrated uh, both issues, uh, resurrection and um 420 into my sermon and the young people got it the kids got it the older people were kind of scratching their heads and i had to make it a little plain but i i wanted people to realize i'm not an advocate per se of legalization of marijuana uh i'm not not even going to say that nor did i articulate that in my sermon but i just wanted people to be aware that you know uh if we're going to be christians there's you know we have to be we have to get out of our little uh, how can I put it? We got to get our head out the sand. We got to stop acting like ostriches. We got all of our body out, but our head stuck in the sand. You know the image of the ostrich who does that. <laughs> but it, either way, anyway, um, I just wanted people to be aware that yes, this is happening, and as a church, uh, we need to be addressing it in a positive way. We don't need to be condemning. Uh, we don't need to be advocating per se, but we need to be addressing it at least having people know it, that me as a pastor, I'm aware. You know, I got brothers who smoke weed. Uh, I have friends who smoke weed. Uh, I'm not gonna tell my story of trying to smoke weed, <laughs> but I know somebody knows, and she's better than I can tell either. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it was an interesting, and it was just it was just funny to have both of those observances on the same day, and uh, I, I I tried to have fun with it, and and I'm sure some people did too. But hey, what do I know? I I don't know anything. <laughs> but that was the that was the cause for celebration for some people. And um, we we we'll go forth and, and acknowledging that. I got one, just one little headline, and uh, really, really not a headline, but I went to see the movie. Um, there there are two movies that are, are that are out that are religiously themed. I guess you can say one is the movie God's Not Dead. And the other is uh, Heaven is For Real. Now, I got the chance. I didn't see all of the movie of Heaven is For Real. I read the book, and I thought it was a very, uh, very enlightening book. And um, I caught parts of the movie online, just just bits and pieces of the movie online. And, and you know, I, I, I admire... If I admire all of the religious-themed movies that are coming out this year. Um, uh it, it harkens me back to the days when um, when religious movies weren't spoofs, as they were, you know, you know, they were taken serious. Um, and, and I, I, I just appreciate the effort that uh, these movies are getting out. And now the heaven is for real story. I, I really, I question. Um, I, I well no, I don't question. I admire the fact that people are being more aware of a greater existence beyond this this plane. And I you you know, I, I, I don't have a medical argument, I don't have a religious argument. I, I don't believe either one is adequate or sufficient to to really help us to grasp 
what's beyond this plane. And, and you know, I could talk about some experiences that I have, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, uh, I'm using this to segue into our, our topic for the day, um, the, the paths of religion, you know, the sacred, the sacred in and of itself. Um, and I think this movie, these movies help us uh, create a dialogue that gets beyond the schism of, uh, uh, I don't like using the word religion, but particularly uh, ritual uh, rituals that constitute religion. Because uh, most of us, you know, that's all we get. But I'm, I'm jumping ahead. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to come back to that as we lead into the um, the 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 main topic of the day, the main discussion of the day, uh, the path to the sacred, alternative path to the sacred. We're going to talk about that. So I'm going to put a pin there. We're going to come back and um, get into it. And I want to hear, you know, I want to hear about some of your experiences. I want to hear about some of your um, questions. I want to hear. I, I want this to be a good dialogue. I, I probably talk much, but, you know, uh, the better it gets, the better it be for me. <laughs> I know that made absolutely no sense. It's why, and that is why I am going to go to co- commercial, <laughs> and when I get back, we'll get into the rest of the uh, counter for the day. Uh, be right back after this. <laughs> We make you smarter about insurance because what you don't know can hurt you. What if you didn't know that posting your travel plans online may attract burglars? Talk to Hawaii. What if you didn't know that as the price of gold rises, so should the coverage on your jewelry? Ah. What if you didn't know that kitty litter can help you out of a slippery situation? The more you know, the better you can plan for what's ahead. Talk to farmers and get smarter about your insurance. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. What's something that's slow that you wish was fast? Turtle. Really? A turtle? Yeah. And what about you? I would rather be a slow turtle. Well, mmm. I know why. Because when you're slower, you won't have to get in the street as fast and get ran over. But if you're a slow turtle and you're in the middle of the street, what happens? Austin? Exactly. It's not complicated. Faster is better. And AT&T is the nation's fastest 4G LTE network. Those of you who come to my show uh, realize that uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, my computer crashed on me, and I had lost just, I thought I lost just about everything on my computer, all my important files and documents. But then I remembered that I had security. I had my files backed up automatically by Carbonite.com. Now, here's the good thing about Carbonite.com. They have the same encrypted technology that is used uh, for security, uh, e-commerce, transactions, all that stuff. They got it, right? And then they house it in state-of-art data centers that's guarded 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I wasn't worried because I knew my files were automatically backed up. And here's the good thing. I, I didn't have to worry about retrieving them either because I could access my files from any computer anywhere in the world. So 
if, if, if you, you feel like you're going to lose your stuff, I recommend Carbonite.com because that's the place to go. You don't have to worry about the cost either because they have a price for every budget you can imagine. Not only that, but if you go through that site today, you could get a 15-day free trial right now if you go in today. That's Carbonite.com for all your online backing needs. All they do is back up your files online. They don't do anything else. You can be guaranteed that all of your important documents, everything that you love on your computer will be safe and secure. Check them out today at Carbonite.com for your online backup. Welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo O'Neill. Today we will be talking about the alternative path to the sacred. And before I do that, uh, I want to get this plug in to my very good friend, Maddie uh, Wheaton. Maddie, happy birthday to you. Uh, You're almost on that completed path, and I just wanted to give you that shout-out today. Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. And, uh, yeah, I have your paper ready for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a lot of people's birthdays. Um, so, but that's a dear friend of mine. I just want to. Uh, I know she's listening, and I wanted to give her uh, a birthday shout out. So, happy birthday. Um. So, let me get back on topic here. Um. I'm. I'm. I am the kind of preacher that's that's tired of the same old, same old. You know. I, I, I'm affiliated with organized religion by way of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Uh, I came out the Baptist Church. I've been exposed to uh, a lot of forms of Christianity, expressive, uh, 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 you know, organized Christianity, the Pentecostal, the Apostolic, the Catholic, you know, I, yeah, I, I was exposed to Anglican, uh, Episcopal here in the States. I, I've, I've been a part in all of those um, those circles. I've either played for those churches, you know, in one of those churches, and I taught in the Catholic school and attended Mass. Uh, I even considered being a priest at one time, a Catholic priest at one time. Um, uh, so I, I've gotten exposure. I've, I've been exposed to the um, the Gnostic side of Christianity. I've been exposed to the metaphysical and mystical side of Christianity. I've been exposed to a lot of things, and I've I've managed to find a way to incorporate all of those things into to my ministry. Uh, and and, and what what I appreciate most is that it has helped me really really understand uh, the the Jesus of the Bible better, not the Christian, not the Jesus of Christianity, because he irks me sometimes. Uh, it helps me understand the God uh, of the Bible. Now I have not I have not sat in a a a. Uh, Jewish temple. I have not sat and talked with a rabbi. I got a good understanding. Uh, I mean, I've studied uh, the Torah. I've studied other sacred texts of Jew. Um, I have taken a course on, uh, you know, Kabbalistic 
uh, I think I said that right. <laughs> Judaism, the mystical side of Judaism. Uh, I, I, you know, studied, but I have not really fully engaged uh, with my Jewish friends. I, um, I, I, oh, I, I have been exposed to the Baha faith. Uh, one of my, I, we had an RA in college named Jeff. Jeff was a white guy, but Jeff was, I mean, he was he was deep. Uh, his brother had us pondering some deep things, and he was a Baha'i. We had a couple of professors who were Baha'i, and they had the celebration. You know, it was it was a wonderful thing seeing the diversity. You know, it was a little bit confusing to me. <laughs> they just chunked everybody in there. You know, everybody got something. But um, I said all that to say that I have learned to disengage myself from the institutional uh church i have learned how to to intentionally disenfranchise myself from that and i so i say those words because uh the church today has has gotten so far away from the church of the first century uh that we read about in the scripture particularly in acts where we saw a a communal driven church that was supplemented with spiritual uh, manifestations of various things. You saw uh, people who assembled themselves together first for remembering the Lord's Supper, gathering in the upper room, praying, uh, closing themselves out to the world. And then uh, once they got established, you know, after the preaching, they had various phenomena occurring you know they had the speaking in tongues they had the miracles they had all these things happen but they also had they were communal centered they had a sense of uh, of community that we don't have today that's why we got churches on every block <laughs> that's why a preacher a person can stand up and say i was you know i was once a, a drunk but now i'm a pastor and you know do that in two weeks but i say all of that they we have gotten away from the first century church and there are some who are trying and those who are trying those pastors those communities those faith communities they are trying to uh uh reignite that same type of of idealism that that we see in scripture when we don't read too much into it but when we just read it at face value we see uh, a wonderful experience of people getting together and seeing things happen we don't see that today and at this part so so um in one of my classes in my doctoral classes uh we were one of the classes was a a, a spiritual development class and um if you weren't aware, if you're not aware my my doctor is in pastoral community counseling and it's not quite Christian counseling, but it's not quite not quite um um uh, full uh psychotherapy either. But it's a it's a combination, you know, it's it's mismatch or whatever. We explore the oh and invite the spiritual side into uh the uh psychology, the practice of counseling. And uh it, it, you know, it's in it, anyway. So one of the courses we had to explore was uh, spiritual development. Um, 
we had to explain our personal spiritual development, where it comes from. And mine is, mine is you know, very basic. I, I'm a child of the church. Uh, I grew up in the church, uh, six years old, was baptized, and also was fully aware of a, a calling in, as, a, as a child. And as a child, accepted that calling, began preaching, and went through junior high, high school, college, and so forth to this day as a preacher. Uh, and I did not deviate much from that path, okay? Uh, I, I, I explored various, uh, as I spoke earlier, various facets of uh, the Christian uh, world, but I didn't didn't get out past that. But um, in this class, the challenge was not for us to find our way uh, in, a, in a way that we have, but to find our way in something that we had not used before uh and the source was david elkin's book uh beyond religion eight alternative paths to the sacred and in this book he explores uh the feminine he explores the arts he explores the body psychology mythology uh nature relationships and dark nights of the soul if you're not familiar with dark nights of the soul it's two Two persons who are prominent in that, uh, both of them named Thomas More. You should look them up. Uh, one is St. Thomas More, and the other is just regular Thomas More. And both of those uh, articulate the dark days, the, the days when you're just depressed and out of your mind. And as an existentialist, um, I identify with that completely because uh, uh, the father of existentialism, uh, Soren Kierkegaard, uh, experienced so great dark nights of the soul. And Nietzsche, who is also uh, um, a secular existentialist, experienced the same. But it, it brought about them to this point of uh, taking out the myth, the myths of the Bible. You know, taking away from it all that has been placed on it and allowing it to be what it is, the source of relevance, I guess, in a in a non-religious aspect. And that is sort of very critical for me. But uh, so the question was, how do these paths, these alternative paths really help us connect to the sacred? And I use connect because uh we developed a personal program for uh, spiritual life, and I, my personal program was based on mythology, and I'm going to explain that uh, later on. But have you ever considered how nature, how uh, the arts, both visual and, um, and, and uh, non-visual arts, have led you to be uh, connected to the sacred, um, and to really understand the sacred, you got to understand the soul. And I think the biggest thing uh, that we lack today in modern in the modern world, we are disconnected. We have disconnected the soul. We ma- no, we have not disconnected the soul. We have religionized the soul. We've made it so religious that. The soul concept, the I, the concept of soul has to be connected to something religious, and it was never intended to. Do. Now, if you go back and, and you study uh, mythology, not in the sense that I'm going to use it in this context, but in the sense of Greek mythology, uh, think about Psyche and Eros, Psyche and Eros, and how Psyche 
was so attracted to the god Eris. And, and you go back and hear that myth, uh, explore that myth, and you get a good understanding of, of how we've left the soul. Or better yet, uh, the Jungian, uh, Carl Jungian, uh, I, I never could say his name right, uh, but he had this, he developed this this concept of the soul as the archetype. And um, if you understand what an archetype is, you know, kind of like this this visualization of another uh, another thing. But the soul as the creator of our um, the archetype that that we desire. You know, um, uh, how can I put it? Um, There's a lot. It, 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 the um being the soul being the seat of the imagination the way we create uh and we you know we have uh not allowed ourselves to fully involve uh divulge ourselves uh ingest this the soul you know we 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 have soulish experiences but we never get beyond that and so the question is how can we allow those soulless experience to help us have a, a, an encounter with the divine. And I, for those of you who are Christians who are just stuck on your theology and just stuck on your uh, way of doing things um, because you've been formatted that way, you've been conditioned. And, and, and I stand by this. Religion is a conditioning experience. It's all about conditioning. You're trained to do such and such. You're trained to believe this, you're trained to stand or sit or kneel. You, you know, you, you're trained, and you most people never get beyond that. I know when I was in the Baptist church, we were trained to sing Amazing Grace before the sermon every time. <laughs> and uh, I never forget, um, I had a pastor who was a Baptist who came to to speak for me, and um, you know, he wasn't familiar, and we didn't sing Amazing Grace, and he got upset. I mean, he was like. You're supposed to sing Amazing Grace before, and you know, he told me this. Said, told me this. You're supposed to sing Amazing Grace before you preach. I was like, no, they. Ain't, I don't know where is that in the scripture, you know. <laughs> and secondly, you know, just because you've been doing it or they've been doing it does not mean that it has to be done. Does not mean it's correct. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but we have been conditioned to, to to believe that we can only experience the sacred within a confined area in a confined time and a confined experience. For the Pentecostal, I never forget, I go to some of these Pentecostal churches, they feel that they have not had church unless they shout it all over the place. In some circles, they feel that they have not had church unless the preacher tuned up and hooped. You know, and got the got the everybody, ah, yes. And some people feel they have not had church Unless they had a choir rocking back and forth to the latest grooving song and everybody's clapping. And then they can say that they had church. But they never get connected to the sacred. They're just there. And they're so, they may have soulless encounters. You know, they may get happy and they may be slain in the spirit. They may, <laughs> they may uh, speak in, uh, in tongues and all this kind of stuff. But the reality is that in those moments, they are still never connected to the sacred. 
because it's only related to what they experience. It is experiential. So my thing is getting us beyond the experiential or at least allowing the experiential to become a path to the sacred. Because once you this you know break that 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 uh, that divide there, you realize that uh, you can have a, a, a divine encounter outside of where you're used to. And since it's what Earth Day yesterday, I'm, I'm going to start uh, lead off in two things: how can nature and relationships be paths to the sacred. So that's what we're going to um, – I'm going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about nature, and we're going to talk about relations, relationships. <laughs> relations, oh, my goodness. We're going to talk about relationships and how they can be a a, um, a path to uh, the sacred. And I guess I need to explain a little bit more about the sacred too. So, But either way, we're going to do that when I come back. I'll be right back after this. All kinds of savings. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. All right, friends. You may have done an outstanding job for Valentine's Day for your loved one, for your sister, for your mother, for your wife. You may have done an astounding, astounding job, outstanding job for that. But you know what? You probably hadn't finished it right. You didn't do it right. So you get another opportunity to do it on Mother's Day. That's right. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Can you believe that? It is right around the corner. And if you don't think you did good enough, well, guess what? You can do better on Mother's Day. Go to proflowers.com and look at some of the great deals that they have. They have some wonderful uh, bouquets. Matter of fact, you can get a rose-colored bouquet for $29.95. Uh, yeah, and it can even come with chocolates. Now, you know, they got it big time. Or, you know, don't feel like that. You might just want to give her two dozen roses. They got a reasonable price on that. Get her some beautiful 
flowers. Flowers never fade, and mothers always love that flowers. It's grace, it is beauty, it's wonderful, and it's something that you can get just in case you didn't do enough. <laughs> Matter of fact, they even have a butterfly bulb trio just for mom, and it's so beautiful. You can get that on sale right now for $34.99. Matter of fact, why don't you just go over to ProFlowers.com right now and look through some of the great specials that they have. Look at some of the best sellers they have. Don't leave out mom. Don't forget mom on Mother's Day. Make her smile. Let her know that she's the sunshine of your life go now and you can get some very special discounts if you go to the radio uh on the right side click that radio you'll be able to get some wonderful discounts go there today don't hesitate be on top of your game for mother's day go get her the best get return the love on mother's day go to proflowers.com i guarantee you'll be happy and so will she That, listen, we're going to go broke unless we figure out a way to divvy up the oh, shared that. data plan fairly. So, uh, whoever's fathered the most children gets the most data. Let's just do it by hair. Body hair? Most dental work. What? Stop downloading and stop liking everything. It should be by who has the least amount of cartilage in their left knee. Just want to take a bath. Say no to sharing. Say yes to Sprint. With truly unlimited data, text, and calling. can push muddy water around. Swiffer WetJet's new upgraded solution helps prevent streaks and residue to reveal more shine than a mop or your money back. Welcome back to Zero Today. And again, I'm your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Um, as always, we thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. And don't be afraid to send us a, a, send us a little bit of information, uh, you know, commentary, what you think about the show. Share it. We're glad to hear you. You can do it. Send me an email, PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com. Show us out. Show us love on the Facebook page, Zero Network. Go there, like it, show us some comments, uh, share comments, and share your love on there. And always, you know, uh, check out my blog, LorenzoTNeal.com. I try to keep it updated fresh so you can get some things. And, hey, we just love hearing it. Um, but anyway, so we're talking about uh, alternative paths to the sacred. And since yesterday was Earth Day, I wanted to explore uh, our connection to nature. And I am one. I'm like the role. 
I, I, I admire Thoreau. Thoreau was not a Christian, but uh, I don't know if he was an agnostic or atheist, I believe, but one of his best works was Walden. I don't know if you ever read that, but you need to read that. I mean, it is probably one of the greatest uh, uh, writings about nature, the pondering as he pondered nature at, uh, outside this pond. You know, oh, 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 I forgot. Don't give me the line. Um, it comes to me. I'm not when I'm not on air. I, I seem to remember everything when I'm not on air. <laughs> but um, it's American classic, uh, Walden by Thoreau, and Thoreau uh, he 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 viewed nature as the temple of God, and I have to agree with him. I mean, there've been plenty of times, and this is this is something I think city slickers. A lot of people, I have friends in the country, they get to enjoy nature. nature. I, uh, I enjoy, I have a canal in the, back of my, in the back of my yard, and I enjoy this time of the year when uh, the tadpoles are singing their songs, the crickets are singing their songs. There's melodies that I hear that's just beautiful, and I hear the birds chirping, and, you know, all of the melodies. It's just beautiful, and, and I like to get away. I don't get a chance to do it as, as frequently as I used to, but just get away and ponder the earth, ponder the stars, ponder how it is that we experience this beauty, the storms, the snow, the sleet, the hail, and in the south, one day is warm, one day is cold. <laughs> but I, I get to, I, I, I enjoy pondering all of that. And that pondering deepens my 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 yearning to know the creator. And I know I have a lot of friends who are non believers and, and uh uh they're not necessarily uh believers per se in, in, in faith, but they un they enjoy the aspect of this Nat- this nature that we enjoy. Anyway, they don't necessarily believe in the creator of nature, and neither do I try to implore that you know on them. But they they are still in awe of the creation, and I'm in awe of it. You know, I, I I'm just fascinated by the fact that we have such a wonderful universe, an expansive universe uh, 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 that we haven't even began to touch the you know. The tip of it, we we you know we're just getting to explore, and it's it's just amazing to me. Um, but one of the things is I believe just as man is disconnected from his soul, um, we're disconnected from nature and we're disconnected from community. I don't believe you can have one without the other. In the more indigenous countries, where in, in the more uh, uh, less modernized country. I guess less civilized, you know. The, the people have a connection with nature and them themselves, their people. Uh, think about the Native Americans um, here. How sacred they view the land, and I think about uh, in African American history how slaves began to understand themselves as being connected with the land and their communities. They tilled it. They saw their connection both as the creation and as the creators of a hope for 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 freedom, um, and 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 it was just it's it's just amazing as I ponder that. Uh, 
I, I believe, you know, I, I'm I, I'm all for industrialization in some ways. You know, we we have to we have to you know we're, we're taking up and consuming our land and we're not valuing it. And there's another connection that um, you know people forget. The sacredness of the land, how we are stewards of the land reflects how we uh, uh, value the concept of the God that we say we serve. Uh, the less we are, and I'm not just talking about keeping a, a trim lawn, you know, you know, all that is good. But literally, I mean, pondering the, corp- the corporations, how they, some of these corporations are not caring about uh, the land. And, and then you have the extremists where those are some, there are some environmentalists who will not allow us to, to prosper as a country because of some, some things that they over, you know, it, 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 they get a little over it. A board on it, but my my whole thing. What I was saying is is that uh, nature and community both serve as a way of us connecting with the sacred. Because if we even if we if we believe that there's God in us, you know, the gospel group Mary Mary says it's the God in me. Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, if we believe that as a community, then we should that should be reflected in how we care for each other and our land. And this is what this is what hurts me. Um you know, I I don't think we have gotten back to that point where we see the connection. Particularly in the church. I I mean the church is the biggest uh but the biggest the biggest perpetrator of this, you know, we're pushing for people to not care for each other. Yes, I said it. We are pushing for people not to care for each other. We're pushing a selfish religion. We're pushing a, a, a deity that is only concerned about one individual, and that's us, you know, myself. So I'm going to pray for me, and I'm going to ask God to bless me and prosper me so I can show to everybody else that I'm prosperous and not care. And that goes against, as I said earlier, that goes against the communal idea of the first century church that we read about in Acts. All of them had the same mind. They all gave up their all. They Everybody gave up what they had and was a communal thing, not a socialist thing. People who had like minds caring for like people, like individuals. So we got to get back to that. And while, while Scripture... You know, it does not allude to that, uh, them caring as, as stewards of the land. You won't find that uh, in, in New Testament scripture. In Old Testament scripture, you will find that they were, they, they were told how to do certain things, particularly uh, after the exodus, while they were on the backside of the wilderness, while they were in the wilderness for those 40 years or so, uh, the Israelites and those who were traveling with them. Um, they were told how to how to till how to keep the land, you know. And even once they got into the promised land, they were told how to keep the land because it was sacred. It was promised to their forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob, and and they were taught to honor that land. And, and now they're fighting to stay in that land, and it's a whole big deal. But um, I'm running out of time, but the the idea, the concept, and I'm gonna put it away. Um, um, 
Elkins puts it here. When we think about the land and when we think about community, and I'm having a hard time <laughs> trying to turn to these pages and talk in the microphone, but um, when we see ourselves as part of a collective, when we see children as part of uh, a parent's, when we see friendship as part of the divine, when we break away from loneliness and isolation and get over individualism and get back to community, we have a connection with the divine. Because, you know, I go back to, you know, the the what has been called the what has come to be known as the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That sense of community, mutual respect, uh, goes be it transcends the religious ideals that we have put. Because unfortunately, particularly in American uh, evangelical Christianity, that sense of community has gotten lost because nobody trust anybody in the community in in the Christian community everybody is against it i mean you're either liberal conservative you're evangelical or you're not uh you you're pro you know you're pro life or you're pro choice or you you know uh you uh what is it you know you you uh um i'm trying to you're affirming yeah that's the that's the that's the quote quote Affirming, if you are an affirming church, that means you welcome everybody, particularly you welcome those who are same-sex loving. So you're affirming, and uh, if you are, you know, non-affirming, then you're a bigot. <laughs> you know, but that, that, that dissension has led to a, 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 an, individualism, an individualism that is just, just ridiculous. I'm going to take a quick break. Because I'm not knocking on the door and be back right after this. I'm part of a place where champions are made. At the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, you can get an affordable education with competitive degree offerings, diverse student population, and stellar faculty. Become part of a place where you can get everything you need to succeed. Become a part of the pride at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. 
It was just gigantic. It was humongous. Enormous, huge bill. That's actually when we switched to Vonage. The service is great. I don't see any difference with the call quality. More, I can just pick up the phone and call. As it. many family members as I want. Ugh, why did I not do this earlier? I'm Laura Pruden, and this was my last bill. Before I switched to Vonage. Time is running out to get Vonage World for just $14.99 a month with unlimited domestic and international calls. Go to Vonage.com or call now. tried to cover a lot and I really didn't get into as much as I wanted to but um I'm going to post some of this on my blog so you can go back to the blog and and uh, on my page lorenzotinio.com and you'll see you know I I have something up explaining a little bit more about that but um next week we're going to try to get into the arts and 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 the feminine and my personal one uh mythology and I know uh, <laughs> some people probably are already going to be saying, what do you mean by mythology? Myth, myths aren't real. Well, you'll, you'll find one I mean because uh, everybody has a myth about themselves. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you, know, you know, if you just take the time to settle your mind, settle your soul, settle yourself, you, 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 you'll find, particularly Christians, I'm speaking to Christians right now, you'll find that you can have a greater connection with the divine when you do that. Don't try to just say that I went to church and I had this experience and, you know, that was sufficient. You should be in the great, you should be in, in, um, interacting with the holy daily, regularly. It should be consistent. It should not be some type of, uh, some type of prompt. You understand what I'm saying? Um, you should be able to go out, like later on I plan to go out to the reservoir and just observe the water. You should be able to do that and still be able to ponder the greatness uh, of God. You should be able to, like me, I like watching Jackson. Sometimes I just look at Jackson and the fact that he has an intelligence just as good as mine is fascinating. The fact that, that uh, I, I com- you know, I think about the minds of humans and what we create, what we're able to endure, how we're able to be able to do things that under possible circumstances. Uh, I think about the young boy uh, who, if you didn't know, you know, he stole away on an airplane in the place where the cargo wheels come up. And he was up there uh, for a flight to Hawaii and the temperature got literally freezing. And he managed to survive. He had us, you know, he passed out, but he managed to survive. He's doing well, and he's back home. And he's telling the story of how he is one of the few people who actually didn't die in something like that. So humanity in and of itself is wonderful. And when we get beyond ourselves and begin to explore these paths, we should have, uh, we should be able to have a greater appreciation uh, for the divine and the sacred. Well, that's all I have right now. Tune in next week. 
and you'll hear the rest of it. It's Pastor Reginald Bill, and I'm out. God bless you.